Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so continuing our downsizing weekend tweak. Um, this week can freak you out because it's it most resembles a diet. I want you to remember, with downsizing, you're just eating a few bites less to leave yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied compared to eating dissatisfaction in the previous weeks leading up. So it, you're not just cutting portions. You're not, the goal is not to feel like you're starved or deprived, but you might feel hungry because your body's going to notice that you are not giving it enough as much food. You're giving it more than enough food still. You're still eating breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, snack, dinner, you know, tons of nutrient-rich food. So that's, the thing is you have to recognize that people can eat a lot of food. It doesn't mean that you're eating nutrient-rich food. And that's really a difference, right? Like, you know, think about the foods that you ate before and, you know, versus the foods that you're eating now or the effort that you're putting in to make your foods as nutrient-rich as possible. So there definitely is a difference there. It's just your body is noticing the difference this week compared to last week. So what you're going to notice is that when you start downsizing, you're going to really feel it. Your body's going to let you know. And also you're paying attention to it and you've been communicating with your body. You are looking for signs and signals, so you're very aware. And sometimes really loud and very clear hunger signals don't translate into needing more food. It's just, it translates into your body being more clear about communicating the fact that it's time to eat. And hunger also isn't, an, the hunger means a few things. Hunger also isn't an immediate need for food. So when your body lets you know you are hungry, it's giving you a lot of time to go find the food, to prepare the food, to eat the food, and then also process and digest the food. Some of the foods that you are consuming take hours to break down into usable nutrients, right? So so also when you start to eat your food, it can take your body time to digest the food, which is why some of you are even noticing, even with leaving yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied, after 10, 15 minutes go by, all of a sudden you feel satisfied or even full. So you really want to pay attention and pick up on your body's cues. Really double down on those four questions that you are asking. You can't mess it up. It's kind of just trying to play around with it and, and see what's going on. Like if you eat a certain portion size for your lunch to like uh, yesterday and you left yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied, 10, 15 minutes later you walked away feeling satisfied, that's okay. Remember those cues. Try to pull it back a little bit more today and then see how you make out. Worst comes to worst, if you do find you are starving and you didn't eat enough, you can always go back for more. So downsizing also means I've served I've I've served this food, I'm asking the four questions, I am still hungry. I finished my food. I'm still hungry. I need to go back for more, have a few more bites to leave myself feeling slightly unsatisfied. So downsizing is just as much leaving food on your plate as it is going back for a second portion and downsizing that portion. So that's really important. So portions are always what they feel, always what they feel like and never, ever, 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 ever what they look like. And then what's interesting is you may have some days, some of you are having days where you're not hungry at all and you're not hungry 
hungry for certain meals and snacks. And you're like, how do I downsize those? I just got back from vacation in Aruba and put all my weight back on. Is this real weight? No, it's not real weight, right? So here's where you've got to watch. You've got to read the science post. You have, you're going to make yourself crazy if you don't read the science post. It's a, it's actually very difficult for you to put on weight. It's, it's, it's harder than you think to actually take the foods that you're eating and turn it into real weight. There's just so many reasons why your weight would be up from a vacation. Flying, first of all, is so dehydrating. Um, sun, if you got some sun, you're coming back with a sunburn, your weight can be up. Salty food, hard to digest food, lack of sleep, just so many reasons. Off routine, all of that, right? And so the your weight can really fluctuate. And it's really important that you read over that scale post, what real weight loss looks like post, the travel post, all of it. Because that kind of mentality you know, the sad face and whatever. It's just, well, first of all, why did you make those choices? You you probably made choices that you knew were going to affect your weight and now you're coming back and you're surprised and you're like, oh, my weight is up. Well, of course it is because you know the choices that you made. But even if you went and stayed on on track, for for example, for lack of a better word, you, you did all the things, just flying alone would you have your have your weight up. Like flying, the, when you fly, the water, like the altitude, sucks the water out of your body. That's why your face is all fucked up and your ankles are huge when you get off of a plane because it's very dehydrating. And then you add like the stress and the sleep of travel. And so what you're going to notice as soon as you get right back at it, as long as you don't go into bad um, old habits of starving and depriving yourself, as long as you get right back at it, you're going to notice your weight's going to come right back down. We hear all this all the time uh, with members once they've lost the weight, especially in maintenance. They go away on vacation. Your weight will go up, comes right back down. So honestly, don't stress about it. Just keep moving forward. And at the end of the day, like I said, it is what it is. If you did make choices that, you know, cause your weight to go up, but you'd really have to, you'd have to eat like 64 donuts and some, like the, the, what you would have to do to actually gain real weight is like, there's no way that you did that <laughs> because you would feel so horrible in order to gain real weight, the stuff that you would have to eat and do, you just feel so horrible, honestly, that you you wouldn't be able to do it. And so I know it seems like your weight can go up a lot because we've been told if your weight goes up, like all the, especially if you spend any time in Weight Watchers and their, you know, your your lifetime membership and getting on the scales, you know, if your weight goes up, what, past four pounds or something like that, they strip you of your membership. No, you, I, could, I could literally weigh myself today and at the end of the day, my weight can be up eight pounds, right? Like easily. So for so many reasons, it's really been drilled into us that when your weight goes up, you, you've gained real weight and your weight can fluctuate for so many reasons. So don't stress. You're totally fine. Get on that water, get hydrated again, get a good night's uh, sleep. And that weight, that, that weight's going to come right back down. And probably, and then some travel is actually really great for, for uh, weight loss because it is stressful and it's a change of environment. So it challenges your body. So you'll, you'll come back, your weight will be up, you know, you get right back at it, your weight will drop. And then that's probably going to throw you into detox, which you're going to see that scale move again. So don't worry about that. Don't stress, don't stress, don't stress. Welcome back. Good morning, new low today. And uh, and that is after two Thanksgiving dinners, two wedding events, and a birthday this weekend. Exactly what I'm saying, right? Because it's all about momentum and the work that you've been putting into this and the fact that your body doesn't want this weight any more than you do at the end of the day. Um, so you can have two Thanksgiving dinners, go to two wedding events and a birthday this weekend and still have your weight down. Uh, love this week. Thought I was going to be hungry at night after downsizing all day, but to my surprise, all good. Yeah, I mean, again, your hunger, your, your, it's all about 
messing with your hunger. So we know that we're doing that this week. Each tweak is good, is designed to kind of shake things up and stress the bodies out. So your hunger levels are going to be all over the place. It's just kind of like as soon as your body gets used to something, we're going to get in there and kind of blow it up and and then your body's going to have to re- reset again and figure things out. This is part of the unlearning, relearning, rewiring, reworking how your body's come to function. So your hunger levels are going to be a bit wonky. And also remember, it's normal to feel extra hungry at the end of the day even eating dissatisfaction because that can be a sign that your weight's about to drop plus you could be dealing with residual cravings based on habit if you used to snack a lot at night right so there's there's a few reasons why you can be hungry so if you take it back a couple weeks ago last week the week before there were probably moments then that you were hungry at night as well Right, right, and but because this week we are downsizing, you know, you're you're kind of freaking out about it because you're thinking diet, eating less is how my body's reacting. I'm starving again. I had someone pop into the group yesterday and was like, I can't. I just feel like you know I'm starving again. Like I'm I'm on other diets and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure it's uncomfortable, right? Like that's this whole. You're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone because you're when it's uncomfortable, your body's reacting to it and you're learning. But then you have to say, oh okay, I may feel uncomfortable with eating less, probably because of my history of past diets, but I'm still eating six times a day. If you want to add in bonus snacks, eight times a day, and I'm still eating nutrient-rich food. I'm just eating less than what my body's gotten used to. So that's why my body's noticing that. And if I take it back last week, I was also feeling hungry a couple nights, right? Because my, that was right before my weight dropped or, you know, I used to, I used to snack a, a, after dinner. So it took me a while in the beginning of the program to not feel like that. So do you know what I mean? But because it's downsizing and you're eating less, you're associating all the feels with diets and eating less and so this isn't about starving and depriving about that um i'm heading to mexico for the next 10 days and i'm worried about this as well so we have travel we're expecting you guys to travel right like you going on vacation is not why you need to lose weight like let's just break that down you going on vacation or all the vacations that you've had is not why you need to lose weight um and probably not why you gained weight either i once went went to mexico and my weight was 16 pounds up when i came back 16 pounds <laughs> 16 pounds i came back and within five days it was right back down i mean the thing is is so your your feels are valid because you don't know this until you experience it right so you're gonna go away you're gonna have a great time you're gonna come back your weight's gonna be up and then you're gonna get right back at it and your weight's gonna come back down. And then that's just going to, every time you do that, you're going to learn to trust that you're not going to gain weight when you're away on vacation. Vacations are so great for, for weight loss, honestly. But we do have some great um, travel tips. So if you want to, you might not have paid attention to it when we originally did that post because maybe you weren't traveling. But if you go search the group and use the search icon and pull up travel, or if you're using the app, just, yeah, um, you can either use the Libby AI or the, or the search button and pull up travel. And then all of the posts in regards to travel will come up. There's some great tips for you. Don't stress. The last thing we want you to do is stress. Uh, working behind the group on day 11 after vacation. Couldn't resist popping on to an actual live. Hi, Carlene. You can totally watch the real-time lives. You can totally watch the real-time lives. It gives you a heads up into what's coming down the pipeline, although I know you already know. Um, vacations, uh, vacations. so you either go away on vacation, you're kind of sort of following the program, following the program in which you just keep moving forward. Um, when you come back, if you're wondering how to pick up when you come back, just pick up where you left off. So if you leave tomorrow, uh, day 32 of the program, you go away, you have a great time, you haven't been following at all, come back, pick up on day 33 of the program. It will have you working behind the group, but that's totally normal, totally normal.
Well, I'm still at three pounds down and up and down, but I'm pushing through. Three three pounds down is great. Three pounds down in four weeks is really great. Um, up and down, up and down can be a sign that your body's trying to detox. And you, so you just want to kind of kick it up a notch, make sure you get that water in, try to get some sleep, move your body and whatnot. Uh, we do have that post today. It's called Supporting the Body in Detox. This is a good one. We work so hard to get that scale to move. And then when it starts moving, we tend to drop the ball on the things that we need to do. We're excited that it's dropping. Water's not appealing. So that post on Supporting the Body in Detox is like once that's scale starts to move, how do you keep it moving? And that's what that post is about. Also really important to understand, and I don't think I have said this once throughout the program, once that scale starts to move, you want to assume it's still moving about three to five days later, because you'll see that initial drop. And then because your body's in that detox mode, it'll retain water. So you'll see that come back up again. Right. And then, or maybe even up past your, past what it was before it started dropping. And then it'll settle on a low, low, low. So always assume your weight is dropping for about three to five days after it starts to drop, even if the scale goes back up after. Cause that your body, so your, your scale can be on the way down and up at the same time. So definitely check out that supporting the body and detox post. <laughs> Grade 11 math is stressing me out and affecting my weight loss. Yeah, math is not my thing, that's for sure. That's why there's, I always joke, that's why there's no counting, weighing, and measuring. <laughs> Lori, down 23 pounds. I started a bit myself with a book a month before. I love that, but I'm feeling so so proud, and I'm glad to hopefully never see those numbers again. Try, try to say goodbye every 10 pounds, knowing you won't see those 10 digits anymore as you enter the lower tents. Yeah, I mean, take a minute to be like, recognize that you've done it a different way, the hard work that you've put into this process. If you have not had an opportunity, be sure to check out the conversation that we had with Christine yesterday, down 80 pounds. Uh, she's on her seventh group, working on solidifying her weight. Um, it's real weight loss, and you worked real hard for it. You didn't just starve yourself, deprive yourself. You did a lot of work, not just physically, but you know the work that you need to do mentally. Like this program is no joke, right? Like if you look at it, all the information and all the working parts and everything that you need to do, maximizing and all that, it's a lot. But I hope that you're recognizing it's so much more than you've ever done before, right? And so it's going to mean finally and forever. It's going to mean finally and forever. We're going to teach you the skills that you need. Um, the non-scale victory, those nasty trouser socks are not cutting off my circulation any longer, leaving marks. That, that is a huge non-scale victory for sure. <laughs> Um, good morning. I did my base from Dr. Beverly yesterday. Oh my God, game changer. I got up and did a gentle workout for the B component to do something good for my body. I'm so happy to have another tool in this process of getting my finally and forever. Thank you, Gina. So, um... So Dr. Beverly came on yesterday. She gave us base, B-A-C-E. She went over the three C's. She gave us five fantastics. Um, Dr. Beverly is amazing. She's been a real game changer ad uh, in terms of our experts around here. I've been actually looking for a psycho. I actually thought about going to school, back to school myself for for psychology um, because I realized it was a, a massive component. And I, you know, I, I know enough to, to add in all the elements that bring awareness to issues. I I've been working on my own issues for 
years actively you know um you utilizing technique techniques to work through my own stuff bringing awareness to when something is bothering me trying to figure out what it is what i need to do about it and all of that so i i you don't have to tell me what's going on with me because i already know what's going on with me <laughs> you know i'm like okay what am i dealing with right now and then i you know that i that i pay attention and bring awareness to the fact that something is clearly bothering me about this what is it and i'm very open to that and i love that because although it's hard hard to work through your own shit. Like if someone says something to you, for example, and it bothers you, it's you have an issue with it. Someone should be able to say whatever they want to say with you to you. And you're just like, man, whatever, I don't care what you're saying. But if you do care, then there's there's a message in that for you. And it's really interesting, especially in studying languages, like if someone said something really offensive and awful to you in a different language, and you can't understand it, then you're not internalizing it. So it's really about how we internalize things. Also, if you pay attention you're receiving messages all the time. I think the universe is there to guide you. You're constantly seeing messages. If you, if you, you're, if your body physically, you, you're feeling unnerved about something, chances are you're unnerved about something. And what's really cool about this program, it puts you in tune with everything across the board, not just when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat at the end of the day, but literally like, everything you're gonna you're gonna get to know what works for you and what doesn't work for you so dr beverly it's one thing for the program to bring up these issues and bring awareness to them but i love dr beverly because she's giving us tips to navigate our way through them and get to the other side of them. It's really important um, because of your issues and associations tied into food, because we use food for so many things to celebrate, to show love, to bond, to like, to, to cope, to, to all of those things, right? So we really have to rewire and reconnect with food in a whole different way. And then it's our relationships with ourselves, especially after dieting. Think about all the berating that you've done to yourself, you know, all the like, do you know the language that you've used to speak to yourself like what other people have said to you and so you got to work through all of that to kind of really reconnect with yourself and so one of the the my favorite non-scale victories um, that people experience is better relationship with food and better relationship with themselves um, it's such a huge thing Signed up for the winter program, working to unlearn years of toxic dieting and find my family in forever. Yeah, there's a real, I know I say this all the time, but there's a real reason why they say the diet industry is so detrimental to our health and wellness. Not just physically the starving, depriving, neglecting, any of that, uh, you know, but it's the mental part of it that's really done a number. And then if you've been dieting for a long time, a lot of your brain is just, it's habit the way you're thinking. And especially when we talk, like we talked with her about getting on the scale, right? So you get on the scale you, you feel great you 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 know you're excited about your day you feel really good all the things you're doing are adding up you get on that hunk of metal you're the only person who knows the number and it can ruin your whole day it can ruin your whole day put you in a whole funk just because of that number even though you walked in there feeling amazing and feeling great that number just puts you in a mood so why right why what is it about that when you're when you're still here today when you're showing up and doing all the things it's just a number right on a piece of metal that nobody even knows what the number is. And so that's why I like getting on the scale because I'm all about face your fears. I'm all about walk through the fire. You you can't, you, you're not going to get there walking around the fire, right? You want to walk through that fire and really truly get to a place where you're calm about food. That's why I love that conversation with Christine yesterday. She talked about the biggest difference in this diet compared to all the other diets and how it's kind of redefined her life is that she's calm, right? Um, 
I was up three pounds yesterday from the weekend eating and got back on the water and eating on point down the three pounds today. Yeah, exactly. So your weight can be up three pounds yesterday and right back down. You really are going for that downward trend. And I know it's hard. I know it's so hard when you're getting on the scale and your weight's going. So that's what I mean by you got to bring reality and understanding to, and this is why I read the science posts. Like, I don't mean like read the science post. You have to bring that deeper level of understanding. So along with work, so there's a couple things that are happening. You have valid feels, right? And issues tied to the scale. So that, that is very real. But then you also have to hit yourself up with reality, right? It's harder than you think to gain the weight. You're not, you know, the, your scale can be up for so many reasons. That's why the science posts, they're, they're very grounded in reality. And so what we're trying to do is bring a dose of reality. You're not going to gain, you didn't really gain three pounds overnight, right? Although it feels like it and your brain can make it very real. So you kind of have to combine that awareness working through the issues in your feels with a dose of reality about what's going on. You know, same thing with with when you're trying to assess hunger levels. You're eating all this nutrient-rich food throughout the day and your body's pumping melatonin at night to wind you down to get ready for a nice deep sleep. They don't, you know, there there's chances are you're not really hungry. But in your brain you can be hungry, but in your body you'd be like, "Am I actually even hungry here?" Like that's a good that's a good practice if you're struggling with being hungry. Is it a brain thing? Am I just feeling like I'm hungry because I eating less and you know or is it actually like I'm feel like hunger in my body do I feel like oh my god I gotta eat something do you know like what's going on here so those you're kind of playing with both kind of playing with both hey there it's Michelle Norris I'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when I travel I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home and one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain and Airbnb allows me to do that when I was in California recently I rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, lost 5.5 pounds and I'm been on a plateau for two weeks feeling frustrated. 5.5 pounds in four weeks, I guess five of prep week. That's amazing. You're on average of one pound a week, which is, that's amazing. And so you can't just lose 5.5 pounds and not need a plateau and not need a plateau. So I also want to ask you how your Thanksgiving was and how the last, you know, last little bit has been. And this is where, you know, sometimes people like, oh, I lost, I've been on a plateau for two weeks, but you've been on a self-imposed plateau, right? Because you're just coming off the heels of the weekend. What's going on there? So your weight, for example, could be up but it's actually the same, which means it's really on its way down because maybe your weight is up from the weekend. So you're, you're going to be frustrated. I could tell you 5.5 pounds in five weeks is amazing. And you know, you're going to have plateaus. Uh, Christine talked about how she had a five, five week plateau, 
Five-week plateau she had to work through, but she's also down 80 pounds and reached her goal. So you cannot lose weight and not have your body adjust. It's just, it's not... It's not real life. And so when you've done other diets, you're starving, you're depriving, you're forcing. That's why you get it all back plus more every single time. So the frustration that you feel when you're on a plateau is so worth it because what's happening to that five pounds is your body is literally adjusting to the five pounds that you've lost. So that is now your new weight. So that if you were to go on a way on vacation next week and eat all the things, you're going to come back and then you sure your weight might be up. It's going to come right back down to this new weight that you're at. So that is so worth it right like that again this is that deeper level of understanding that frustration comes from what right wanting to lose more well of course we want to lose more right but but you're not you're not going to lose more unless you keep showing up keep doing all the things and put the time in that you need to put in and sometimes you're doing all of the things I bet you you're not I bet you a thousand dollars right now you're not doing all the things based on one thing I bet you in the last couple of days you have not taken time to do active breathing like sit here and go I bet you have not done that in the last couple of days, right? And I know you haven't done it. It's such a simple thing to calm your body down, calm your nervous system down. And I know that because when you're frustrated, you're, you bring in a lot of stress to the table. And so there's always so many things that you can do. That's why I love the maximizing post. There's so many things that you can do to be proactive, to get that scale moving again. And if you really truly are, in which I've never met anyone who's doing all the things, and it's not to be like, it's your fault, you're not doing them. It's just like, there's always more that you can do. Like go to bed early. Did you go to bed last night? Did you, were you in bed? Did you turn the TV off or were you up late watching TV? No, such simple things. And so all of those things that you do are going to add up and make a big difference in the end. And so I, I really don't have any patience for like, I'm like, be here 91 days in, right? Like be here at the 91 days. And then if you then tell me you're frustrated, because if you're here at 91 days, you ain't going to be frustrated, guaranteed, you know, so you, but your feels are valid. You're going to there. Everyone's going to feel frustrated. Everyone's going to want to quit at least a few times, <laughs> at least a few times. Even if you love the program, you're going to be like, fuck this. You're going to want, you're going to, you're going to want to quit and you're and you're going to struggle. That's because you want your body to work on demand and you probably are associating how your body is responding to this program with the diets you've done before. So the diets you've done before, you may have got that quick fix. You may have more of a line down, but then you gained it all back, which you always were going to do. And this program is a lot different, but but the feels are valid. So the, the so the, the frustration for you is not that the scale isn't moving because five and a half pounds is great. It's amazing. Some people haven't lost any, which is also still totally normal. Um, and we're going to talk to Dr. Paul actually next week. If we're going to talk about four reasons why your weight has been slower to move or can be slower to move, we're going to tell you what you can do about it. It's still too early right now because there's still lots of things you can do about it, but we're going to have that conversation. So the fr- whenever you're feeling frustrated, and this is universal for everybody, ask yourself why. So you're not frustrated with my program. You've lost 5.5 pounds doing it. That's fucking amazing. You're not frustrated with my team. I have a whole team of people here to answer all the questions, provide you support. I'm hoping you're not frustrated with me. I'm here for you. I'm showing up every day. So what are you frustrated about? Chances are, and you know, and if you're doing all the things, then do you know what I mean? You're not frustrated with yourself. Chances are you're frustrated that 
you're back trying to lose weight again. You're frustrated that you haven't lost the weight already with where you're at in your life, with the things that you are, you know, you've done and the time and energy you've put into that. Or maybe you are frustrated because you know you're not doing all the things. Maybe you're frustrated because you can't do all the things because there's things in your life that are getting away and you can't really do anything about that, right? So it's about, it's about turning up the internal volume rather than that. I'm frustrated. My weight isn't moving. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's deeper than that. So that's where you got to turn up that internal volume and be what, what is this frustration about? What what's going on here? Why am I frustrated? I'm I'm still here. I'm showing up today. I've lost five and a half pounds in the healthiest way possible. I'm doing the work. Where's your frustration stem from? Because I guarantee it's it's not just from the scale, you know. So that's where you gotta that's that work. That's that work. Um, I was hungry this morning. I've not been hungry yet. Hungry in the morning is great. Hungry in the morning is, you should be hungry in the morning. Hungry, hungry in the morning means that, you know, you ate your food yesterday. Your body's had an opportunity to work hard during the night and you are fucking ready to go today. You know, ready to go today. Ready to go today. My 28 year old son mentioned on the weekend that he can't put on weight. Yes, it is very difficult. It is very difficult. It's much, it's, it's a lot harder than you. I wish you could, I wish I could bottle up how hard it is to actually gain weight for people who are trying to gain weight. People ask me all the time if I can help them gain weight. I'm like, no. Uh, he has multiple food allergies and now on your plan, I get even more anxious about him being able to eat a variety of healthy foods. Now it's fine, but I worry as he ages. Firstly, I wonder why he can't gain weight and is wearing the same boxers I bought him in grade eight. I'm trying to get him to add some more of the nutrient uh, food tweaks that he can actually eat. He has nut, egg, fresh fruits and vegetables that make his mouth itch, can't eat pure soy as a substitute. So feel great about my progress, bringing up the feels of worrying about him, which started the day he was born. Okay, so you got some deep stuff going on there, right? So definitely strengthening his digestive system is a great start, which is a massive focus on the program. So you can be eating healthy, healthy foods doesn't mean your body's absorbing the nutrients from those foods, right? So this is a great place to start with that. He could really get in tune to any food sensitivities that he has. We're actually going to talk to Dr. Paul next week and food sensitivities is one of the topics we're going to talk about. So make sure he tunes into that. But the, the but the most important thing he does need to make sure that he's doing is the foods that he are is eating is nutrient rich. Probably benefit from a probiotic, prebiotic, some digestive bitters and whatnot. So definitely look into your digestive system. For sure. Question about downsizing. I am finding I am not hungry all day, but I'm hitting all my meals and snacks and sometimes taking token amounts, but I'm so hungry before bed. I'm frustrated because I'm not hungry all day. That's pretty normal. Um, you know, you're still probably eating way more food than you need with eating five, six times a day. I know that sounds like it's because you're feeding the size body you are now and you were doing that off the heels like of the last few weeks, right? So that kind of makes sense. So your body's getting what it needs during the day, but not getting as much as it's used to, which is why you're hungry at night. So that, that sounds about right. It sounds about right. Because what's happening is even with leaving yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied, the reality is even out, like after 10, 15 minutes, your body's going to start to process and digest the food. And it's probably more than enough than what your body needs. So that's actually quite typical and very normal. Very normal. Very normal. Can you be on a plateau after losing four pounds? Absolutely. You should expect to be on a plateau so many times. You, uh, yes, 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 yes. You have got, you've got, you have got to, you have got to, for the love of God, you have got to take time to read the scale post and what weight loss really looks like post because there are graphs in there. We show you plateaus. I love you asking this because so many people ask this and my frustration comes from the fucking 
diet industry that keeps showing you graphs where it's a straight line down. Nobody has ever lost weight in a straight line down. It's fucking insanity. It's not real life. And we've been taught that it is. And so, and maybe you can lose a big chunk. It feels like every single day, you know what I mean? But then you're just going to gain it all back. It's not real life. That's just from starving and depriving and starving, depriving more and starving, depriving more, starving, depriving more, starving, depriving more. So absolutely. Yes. Plateaus, totally normal, totally expected. You lost four pounds. If you, so if you go if you go to your next time you're at the grocery store, pick up four pounds of butter, put put four pounds of butter in your grocery cart. See, the thing about this program is you lose it in layers, right? So it's kind of like if you took four pounds of butter and smeared it all over your body, it's not going to look like much. It's just going to look like a thin layer. But if you stack that four pounds of butter up against yourself, you're going to be like, holy shit, that's a lot of fat. And so you just can't take four pounds out of your body and not have it adjust. So yes, absolutely. Plateaus are totally normal. You definitely, you definitely, um, can see a plateau after four pounds, after four days. So you're going to pick up on what your body's pattern of behavior is. So some of you are going to drop in what seems like big chunks, like overnight, four pounds. It it didn't happen overnight. First of all, that's really important. Didn't happen overnight. Just got reflected on the scale overnight. So you're going to have some big chunks and then you're going to have longer plateaus. And then some of you are going to have little tiny, like 0.2, 0.4, 0.6, 0.0. And then you're going to have like shorter plateaus, right? So everyone's a little different. And so you're going to come to pick up on your pattern of behavior. You'll actually be able to see it on your scale graphs. What's really cool too, if you're using the app is you'll be able to see. So in the app, if you go on it, not, not only can you track, for example, your water, um, but it can track your graph, letting you know how you made out. So when you go to your water, so you can track your fluids, right? And then right beside it, if you hit the water bottle thing, it, it tracks, it tra- it can tell you what, if you hit all of these little icons, your little, your little water bottle, your plate, um, your scale, your sleep quality, your movement, it's going to pull up all the graphs for you to see. And so you can actually see what's happening on your scale, lining up with what's going on in your graphs. When your scale is moving down, you're getting better sleep, you're drinking your water, you're managing your stress, you're moving your body and doing all of those things, which is really super cool. So yeah, so don't worry about plateaus. Plateaus are normal, they're expected. Now, you don't just sit on a plateau and be like, well, I'm on a plateau. Do, 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 do. That's where you bust out that maximizing post. Because so many times people look to the food for the scale not moving. And yes, this is downsizing, right? But again, it's less about the eating less and more about the issues and associations that can be brought up. So many times people look to the food. It could be you're, you're, you're stressed out right now. So maybe you can add some omega-3, do some deep breathing exercise, maybe go for a nice walk. It could be that you're not getting great sleep. It could be that maybe you're fighting a cold or a flu or a virus. Like right now, Tony's sick and then I'm like, I'm like feeling run down and I can tell something's like, you can tell it in my voice. I'm all like nasally. So my weight's up a little bit and I have my period. So my weight's up a lot, <laughs> you know, so there could be, there could be something going on there, right? There could be something going on there. So, so there's always something you can do maximizing wise and it's hardly ever in the foods like that part we're pretty solid on. Just do the tweaks each week. That's going to work for you. It's usually in other things that you need to focus on. Good morning. I have a massive non-scale victory. As a child, I was at the kitchen table till 8 p.m. every night. It drove my father crazy that I would leave food on my plate and he would make me sit there either till I ate it all or bedtime, whichever came first. Right? And why though? Because, Because I think we're taught as parents that our kids are trying to 
you know, pull one over on us or it's a power struggle. And yeah, maybe sometimes it is, but do you know, or maybe your dad had some real, maybe he came from food scarcity, you know, and, and food waste issues. And like, so for example, my family, when we, and it's, it's just kind of, it can be generational. It can be cultural. My family, when we, my parents put food on the table, we talked and we chatted and Tony's, Tony's family, which were there, there was, you know, when food was like, you won't, didn't fuck around when you got food on the table, you were there to eat it and eat it alone. So they don't really talk at the table. And so it's really weird. Tony will come in, eat his food and then he's out. And I'm like, where the fuck are you going? Like, get your, what, get back here. We have family conversation. We talk. And so, you know, the man is 40 something years old and he's still, you know, still trying to break that habit of like coming in, you eat your food and then you're done like food was work food was like you ate it and then you got out um you know so it's it's really interesting how we were raised on this um so of course i clean my plate every time regardless of hunger yeah because you were taught that this morning i made an oatmeal for breakfast and when i was uh two-thirds finished i realized i was slightly unsatisfied point and took it back to the kitchen and wrapped it up and put it away yeah this so many of you are struggling with this um like you're not a garbage can and you're not, I hate to tell you, and I know this is really harsh, but you're not saving the world and you're not saving anybody or anything when you when you don't eat the rest of your food. Now, you're going to notice, and we get this a lot, because a lot of times people will be like, oh, groceries are so expensive. Oh my God, they're ridiculous right now. Um, groceries are expensive, but what people find is they end up spending less money in groceries when they're actually in tune to their body's needs. So you will learn to portion out less on your plate. You will need less to feel satisfied. You know, just because, for example, a donut, right? If you want to eat a donut, just because someone brought in a donut and you want to have a donut doesn't mean you have to eat the whole donut. Same thing when, with an apple. If you keep, if you keep having big apples, you keep buying big apples and you're having it for your fruit snack, buy smaller apples. You know, switch up the type of fruit that you're eating, right? If you're having a hard time with that. But just because you've ordered the whole thing, like they serve the same size to everybody. When you walk into a restaurant, you should have to be like, on a hunger scale, how hungry are you? Combined with how tall you are and your metabolism. And do you know what I mean? But yet everyone gets served the same size food. So everyone is expected to eat that same. This would happen to me in restaurants all the time where, you know, I wouldn't eat. I would maybe meet my girlfriends for, I don't know, like a later dinner and I'm not all that hungry and I order something that's appealing to me knowing I'm going to take it home and then the chef or waitress is like is everything okay like you didn't eat your food and I'm like well yeah I'm fine I just just, didn't I'm not all that hungry I'm going to pack it up take it home but there's this like oh my god there's something wrong because you didn't eat all your food oh is that all you're eating you know, like that is, the, it's, there's this weird expectation that's really pretty universal about eating all our food on our plate. Um, there are places like in, in Thailand where if you clean your plate, it's a sign that you want more food. And so it's, it's very, it's, it's normalized there to actually leave food on your plate. It's a sign that you've had enough and you're done. So talking, that's where culturally it can be different, right? So that is a huge, massive, that's a huge, massive non-scale victory. Um, up two pounds, my period started, so no panic. Yeah, period will always have your weight up, man. Always have your weight up. Bump up that water, add in more magnesium. There you go. As per the detox protocol, I love it. My belly is the flattest, even in two years with my period. So you're going to notice this. Um, this is not something we talk a lot about, but it, it's your, because you're regulating everything, like your hormones, for example, when people talk about balance, are not in a flat line. They're always really in flux. But this is like everything is changing and adjusting with this 
program and process and repairing and rebuilding and and, and uh, reworking and rewiring. It messes with it messes with your hormones and whatnot. And so it's not unusual for your period actually to first of all reset. So it happens it happens more in the fall and happens more in the spring where you might your period might double up. You might get it for two weeks in a row. Um, you might it might come early. It might come late, and your your cycle is going to sync up, um, which it does, and that tends to happen naturally in the fall and the spring. Um, it's not unusual for your period to come back either after not having it for a while. And I say this, of course, if you feel like anything unusual is happening, check in with your doctor. But I have to say it because it happens so often that it's not unusual. In fact, Dr. Alinka talked about this. You get your, your body back on track and it's not unusual for it to come back. Although always check in with your doctor if you feel like something is off. But you should notice your periods. They could go from really long and drawn out and really painful to much shorter. Your body's more efficient. You feel less bloated. You don't feel as strong PMS symptoms. That's all really very typical. You should notice an improvement there for sure. Let me scroll down. I do have to get going. I see my menopause belly getting smaller, even though the scale has not moved. My body is changing and has been fantastic seeing this. By far the most amazing programs I've done. Yeah, your body's actually making real change, but your hormones are kind of calming down. Probably, you know, your the stress along with that. Um, menopause belly for sure. Um, menopause belly for sure. Uh, resistance training. Definitely get into doing some resistance training. Why do we need to weigh myself every day? Okay. This is, again, for the love of God, do not go one more day following this program without going and reading the scale post, what weight loss really looks like. Like you have to understand what you're doing, right? Especially when it comes to the scale. You're weighing yourself every day to pick up on your body's patterns of behavior of what weight loss looks like to you. Are you a person who does big drops or small drops, small plateaus, um, larger plateaus? You are understanding, you're getting, getting on the scale as well. It's a great question, by the way. Um, getting, getting on the scale as well to pick up on what, what weight loss really looks like and what, and fluctuations that are normal to recognize it's normal for your weight to go up and to have plateaus and all of that. It's normal, uh, you're, you're weighing yourself to see that when the scale goes up, along with how you're feeling, that you are recognizing your weight is about to drop. You will get really good of rec at recognizing when your weight's about to drop. And then further to the post we have today, supporting the body and detox, you want to know exactly where your body's at and what it's focused on so you can help it focus more specifically on fat loss. So if I notice that my weight is up today, I'm feeling bloated, feeling off, extra hungry, heading into bedtime, water's not appealing, waking up at three or four o'clock in the morning, I can be like, okay, I feel like my weight's about to drop. So then I can make sure I stay on top of my water, even though it's not appealing. Make sure I'm getting to bed early the next day. Make sure, you know, I'm, you know, I'm moving my body slightly. Like I can do the things to support my body in detox to help my body specifically focus on it. And so it's just no different than when you get your period. And so you should probably go to bed early, drink a little bit more water, chill the fuck out, you know, like do what you can to facilitate your body following through on that. So that's a big reason why to know where your body's at at any given time to know wh what your body needs. If the scale is bouncing up and down, and you feel like you're detoxing, you probably need to bump up the water a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like do kick things up a notch because you're actively trying to lose weight and the scale trying to lose weight without using a scale is like trying to build a house without a hammer. You can build a house without a hammer, but it's so much easier when you're using the right tools. So you don't have to use the scale. You either use it every day as the tool that it is or not at all at the end of the day. And it's a very useful tool for recognizing where your body is at and how to support your body so you can lose as much weight as quickly as possible. And then, and again, in the healthiest way possible, like don't we all want to lose our weight yesterday? And if you're just kind of taking a, I'm just here to see what happens, I love that for you. Most people are 
not. Most people want to be as proactive as most people try to control and moderate their weight loss journey. And you want to be as in tune and proactive as possible. And so having the right tools and and insight and knowing what's going on and where your body is at can be really helpful. When I work with clients and they would send me their weight every day and I would talk to them about how they're feeling, bowel movements, even that they're happening, I would be able to predict exactly when their weight was going to move, how much weight they were going to lose. Like that's how that's how good I am at what I do in knowing the signs and signals of what, you know, when someone's weight is going to drop based on, you know, their hunger levels, their bowel movements, you know, how much sleep they're getting, how they're feeling, all of that, right? So I can predict that with my clients. It like, sounds like your weight's going to drop over the next couple of days. You, you, based on your past pattern, you probably maybe see like two to three pounds on that. Make sure you do this and do that because when you don't do this and do that, that kind of, you know, slows the process. And so this is what I'm trying to teach you and that's what you're trying to learn by using the scale and bringing awareness and journaling and all of that is really getting to know yourself so well that you know exactly where your body's at how you're feeling what it's focused on and all those things right so that's really what that's all about I know that's a lot right who knew (laughs) (laughs) who knew you know feeling empowered you guys are a whole vibe today third group not quitting this time yeah heck yeah and you know what if you quit before there's probably good reason for that life just fucking gets in the way i gotta go you guys so many amazing questions i want to keep uh chatting i want to keep chatting but i'm trying to trying to minimize the time on these lives uh they really are designed to be about a half hour 40 minutes i've gotten so excited i'm just i'm so like i'm just so in love with where everybody's at i love the fact that you're still here if you are still here at this point, you're going to be a success story. It's just a matter of like, we're just getting started. We're just Uh, make sure you ask as many questions as you need so I'm going to be back today with uh, Kim we're going to break down the tweak this week we're going to talk specifically about downsizing even if you can't join us live uh, make sure you 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 catch up on that segment if you have any questions or concerns at all because we're going to finish up downsizing this week and then we're going to take a break from it next week and then we're going to reintroduce it the following week right so so definitely join us uh, or catch the replay on this segment Um, and otherwise have an amazing day I'll be back tomorrow dig your heels in with that downsize you're gonna be just you're gonna be just fine you're gonna be just fine um today i think is the last day to register for the winter program and still get the promo which is access to early bird content and the 20 percent off the maintenance group as well so that that you're once you register for the winter group you're gonna get an email with your discount code for the maintenance group you don't have to join that right away there's no expiry date on that so you can join the maintenance group whenever you're ready so just a heads just a heads up on that you can obviously still continue to sign up through over the next few months but if you want to take a advantage of that early bird deal you can uh today is the last day i believe to do that um have an amazing day everyone i'll see y'all tomorrow or later today we'll see you when i see you bye (laughs) why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.